0: Welcome to Between Grace and Glory, a podcast exploring the application of biblical truth in the personal life. I'm your host, T.J. Tamer. Let's get after it. What's good, what's good, what's good? Welcome back to another episode of Between Grace and Glory. I'm your host, T.J. Tamer. And we are here, and we are excited uh, I don't know why I'm saying we. It's just me. You know why it's just me? Because we're all still in quarantine. And I uh, hope you guys are doing all right in the middle of this pandemic. But um, let's just get after it today. Today I thought it would be important to talk about perspective. You know, perspective, it doesn't really um, change the situation. What it does is it changes how you handle the situation. And I think it's important, given our current context, that we understand what it means to have a biblical perspective and how that actually applies to our lives. And so a couple of quick verses, um, just that the Bible does talk about perspective, right? So uh, that we are called to set our minds on things above and not on things of earth. That's from Colossians chapter 3, up near the top, probably verse 2-ish or so. First Corinthians 10, right, um, 13, no temptation or situation has overcome you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability, which we can unpack that a little bit. But the temptation, he also provides you a way out, even if that way is death, that you may be able to endure it. Right that we look, uh, Second Corinthians four that we look to things that are um, not seen, but those that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. And so we know that in Proverbs it tells us, you know that there's a way that seems right to man, but in his way at the end of this way is death. Romans 8, that God is working all things together for our good. And, you know, it doesn't really talk about us, but for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. At Philippians 4, and my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches. Brothers, I do not consider that I've made it on my own. Right? But Paul said, what did he do? He said, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on to the prize. Right? And so we are called to be sober-minded, to be, to watchful. Right, that uh, we are to be content, that we are to focus on the things of Christ, and Second Corinthians three and eighteen says that we are transformed from one degree of glory to the next by what? We're transformed from one degree of glory to the next by beholding Christ, and I think it's important that we see these things because God, Jesus was asked, "What is the greatest commandment?" and 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 He answered, um. Basically, that the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And he said the second is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. And so basically, you can boil all of Christianity down to living out the commands of God are found in two primary commands, which also, just coincidentally, make up all of the Ten Commandments, is that we can break it down and we are called to love God and love people. That we are called to love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and that we are called to love our neighbors as ourselves. And so we have a two way love, a way in which we have a vertical love, which is our love for God, and we have a horizontal love, which is our love for others. So you might be asking, well what does this have to do with perspective? Well it has to do with perspective because if you have a wrong perspective then you aren't seeing the thing correctly. You aren't seeing the situation correctly or if you're looking at something from a different perspective you may see something that isn't there from another perspective. And so this can be good but it doesn't necessarily always mean that it will be good. So, for example, we are in the middle of a quarantined, uh, we are all sheltered in place in mean, most of America, um, that we have the, uh, the, the coronavirus, the COVID-19, whatever you want to call it. Um, we, uh, we have all of these things that are causing uncertainty and uh, fear in our lives. We talked about it last, don't waste our quarantine. Well, here's the thing. What we have to understand is that in our current situation, we have choices. And the choices, um, we don't really have the choice of going to eat at restaurants or to go bowling or to go to the gym or to go watch movies um, or to go to places where we congregate because the, the, that has all been shut down. So that's not the choice I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is that you and I have choices and the choices that we have revolve around how we deal with with our current situation. Right, you know this is a uh, this has been seen not just in the Bible and not just in our own lives, but in in literature and other things. You know, in Lord of the Rings, Frodo says that he wishes the ring had not come to him and that he wasn't in this current situation. And Gandalf looks at him and says, "So do most people when they find themselves in bad situations." But he ends with basically saying, "What we are tasked to do is to handle the situation that is put in front of us, or how are we going to 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 do what?" what are we going to do with the time that has been given right and so that's the question that's been pondering through my brain in the middle of this stuff is i'm often asked or i wonder to myself as to why i am so chill through a lot of situations that i find myself in find myself in and and the reason i think is because i know that number 1 god is sovereign that He is in complete control, and that I am not afraid of this virus. I'm not afraid of getting sick. Um, That doesn't mean that I'm going to go out and be foolish, per se. But what it does mean is that I'm not going to live in a posture of fear, right? My perspective is that God is in control. And what that means for me is that if I am supposed to contract the coronavirus and die, there is not a thing in this world that I can do to stop that. And I have to be okay with that right and so that doesn't mean that i'm being a bad steward of what god has given me but what it does mean is that i do not um panic and 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 live my life in a way of fear and so what i need to do is um is try to pass that on what i'm trying to do is to pass that on to you guys so that you understand um you know that whatever you're going through, it's only for a season. And that season may be a long time, but the Bible tells us that a, a, a year is a thousand days, and a thousand days is a year, and a, a day and a thousand years, of, and basically that God's timeline and our timeline are not the same. He exists outside of time, and, and He is in complete and sovereign control, and that He is working all things together for your good and, your, and His glory for those who are called according to His purpose. And so we have nothing to fear because at the very worst, this situation we find ourselves in, at the very worst, all it can do is send us home to be with him. And Paul said that is far greater. And so I want to just I want us to understand that whatever situation you find yourself in, there's one thing that you need to do. And that one thing that you need to do is you need to ask yourself, how am I viewing this current situation? All right, let's just take a good situation, right? Is the situation I'm in, is it a good thing? Okay, if it is, then am I resting too much in my laurels? Am I resting too much in the goodness and the good situation I find myself in instead of being obedient to what God is calling me to do? That's one thing, right? But more and more appropriately, we ask these type of questions of ourselves when we're in bad situations, right? And so in our bad situations, in the negativity, um, in the negative parts of our lives, we have to ask ourselves one thing, where is my perspective, right? If I am a believer, then I am 100% in Christ and I have nothing to fear. Right? Even though I may be in a situation to where my own sin has, 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 has given me consequences and, and, and it sucks, sure. It could be a medical situation or it could be a, a job situation, a family situation. Um, so many different situations that we find ourselves in that are not good. But just because our situations are not good does not mean that God is not good. God is and always will be good in the middle of all things because he cannot change. And so what I'm proposing to us today is that we live our lives we live our lives with this in mind that if my God is good and he cannot change and he is working all things together for my good and for his glory then what do I have to worry about? Right, Psalm three five says that I I can go to sleep and I can wake up because the Lord sustains me. Right, I don't need to fear what's going on in my life. That doesn't mean that you're just passive, just sitting there letting God work this thing out with no action from you. That's not what what is asked. Right, the Bible holds us to a very high standard of living our lives in in an active way and doing the things that we've been called to do and to working out. You know, and to do these things, and but, some of these things cannot and will not change or happen apart from Christ, and apart from His intervening, right? The only way that's going to get us out of this quarantine any quicker is if God Himself intervenes, right, and takes it away. The only thing that is going to, um, the only thing that is going to uh, fix your current situation, I don't know what that is, right? But I do know that God has given you all that you need to endure the situation, right? And so what we need to do and what we need to understand is this. How you view a situation will determine how you walk through that situation. If you are only viewing the negative then negativity will be everywhere that you look. You will always find more things that aren't working the way that you think they should. And it's going to lead you down a path of frustration. It's going to lead you down a path of fear. It's going to lead you down a path in which you cannot see the blessings around you and to be thankful because all you see is bad. And so that's not good. It's not helpful to go through a situation. So am I saying that positive vibes and and just sunshine and rainbows and all that stuff is 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 you know just get a better attitude and your and your life will be better. No, that's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that I have a choice in this situation that I find myself in, whatever it may be, I have a choice that I can either just roll over and take it, mope, sulk, do not do anything. To help get out of the situation, hate the situation, but, you know, just 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 kind of sit in it. Or I can say, you know what, this isn't going to be the end of my story. This isn't going to be how I handle the situation. So here's how we're going to do this. And then you come up with action steps, right, to focus on the things that are above, not on the things below, right? So we have to understand that every single morning that we wake up, God has blessed us with another day that we did not deserve, right? We don't deserve the days that God has given us, but yet He graciously gives us to them, and so we should live out those days for Him. And so we have to understand that every day that you wake up is a blessing, right? For the vast majority of us, when we wake up, we will not be in agonizing pain. There are people who wake up in pain, and I understand that, and that is not you know, that's a, a tough thing to deal with constantly, but I am able, am I in pain sometimes? Sure, I am, whether that pain is emotional or physical, it's still there, right, so, and I'm also getting older, you know, and so you know as well as I do that when you get older, things break, they don't work like they used to, and everything is, uh, um, just, I don't even know how to say it. Everything is just, it hurts more, right? You, you, uh, you get out of bed and your knees crack, crack and pop, you know, you go to pick something up and you grunt and, you know, you don't come up as quickly as you went down. And, uh, you know, it's just a, it's a hard thing. You, you, you're more sore after working out or lifting weights and you're, um, you know, all of these things that as you get older, they, they happen. Right. And so, but you know here's the thing it's better than being dead or it's better than being in agonizing pain and not being able to do these things and so i have a, a, basically let i'll just use myself i said uh, the only example i can use is i'll use myself okay here's my current situation i am somewhat out of shape i'm not necessarily morbidly obese I, I just am out of shape. I carry a lot of my weight in my stomach. And so if you were to look at my arms or my chest or my bottom half, you would not assume that I was, that I was a, a fatter man. But if you look at my stomach, I have a gut on me. That's where I carry my weight. Now, the thing is, is that what the doctor tells me is that this puts me at risk for heart disease because of the way that I carry my weight. And so I have choices. I can either look in the mirror and be disgusted at what I look at And that is absolutely true and has happened. Or I can decide that if I'm finally done with looking the way that I look, that I'm going to do the things to fix it. And I'm going to do the right things to fix it. I'm going to eat better. I'm going to work out. I'm going to be more active. I'm going to take small steps that will eventually grow into larger leaps as I get further down the path to fitness. Right. You're not going to be able to just go outside. Right. I, I talked about in, in, you know, different podcasts and other things that I am that I love riding my bike now that later on today I will go ride and I'll probably ride about six miles. That's where I'm at right now. I'm going to try to push it a little further as we get further into the, uh, you know, into the better and nicer weather. But that's where I am. Right? I, I should not go online and sign up for the bike part of a triathlon and, and, and ride 120 miles or whatever it is. Like I, I can't physically do that. And so if I try that and fail, then there's always the possibility that then I will be frustrated with my progress. Well, of course you're going to be frustrated with your progress if you set the bar too high or too much down the path right you need to make goals that are attainable right and so it's not just for for just life things right if you want a better fitness uh, to be, uh, uh, you know to be uh, in better shape to have a better fitness lifestyle then make small achievable goals and work through that way right if you want to be better at reading your bible or praying set smaller chunks and, and pray for 3 minutes Pray for five minutes. Work your way up to being able to pray for hours uh, if that's what your goal is, right? And then, not only just like, I could go to the gym and I could putter around and do whatever, but if I have no goal in mind and I have no structure to how I plan on getting there, then I'm not going to be most effective in my time management. So, that's why I gotta get on a workout plan. I gotta say, all right, here's my goal. My goal is to trim down but not lose a lot of bulk because I I like the the you know, I wanna be bulky, but I also wanna be in shape and I wanna be uh, I wanna have muscle instead of fat. Okay, fine. If my goal is to tone, then I need to do a whole lot of reps and less weight. If my goal is mass, then I need to do more weight and less reps. And there's programs out there to help you achieve you can go on your app on your phone and get apps and apps and apps that will help you do these things. And it's about tailoring your workout to fit you. Right? But the perspective has to change first. If your perspective never changes, then you're never going to change. Right? If you're not fed up with the way that you look, then you're not going to do the things. You can say you're fed up, but if you never actually do the things, then you're not really that fed up. Right? If you are completely disgusted with yourself and the way you look physically, then you will do the things that it requires to change that. But a lot of us. We don't have that change in perspective. We notice our own deficiencies. We're real good at noticing our own deficiencies. But we do not have the willpower or the wherewithal to put those deficiencies to rest by attaining better habits and better focuses. Right? So that's our problem, is we notice the wrong, but we're not willing to do what it takes to make it right. So that's not a perspective change that's just not being happy with where you are. And so what I merit, what I submit to you today is that you need to in you need to look at your life, self-evaluate, analyze yourself and see where you think you are deficient. And then decide if it is something that you want to change. And if you want to change it, then change your perspective first. Understand that it could be worse or understand that this does not define you. This is just the situation you find yourself in, right? You not are you are not and I, you and I are not defined by the way that we look. You and I are defined by whether or not we belong to Christ. That is your identity. Your identity is wrapped up in Jesus, right? We can be content in all things because our identity is it was bought and paid for and secured in the blood of Christ. You are sufficient because He was sufficient. You are loved because He was loved. You are adequate because He was. You in and of yourself, me in and of ourselves, we are not good enough. There's no way we can ever be good enough, but it doesn't matter because Christ was and is good enough. He intercedes on our behalf at the throne. And so we can face tomorrow because we know the one that holds tomorrow. And I know that that's cheesy, but it proves the point. That we cannot look at things the way that we did before we were saved. Instead, being saved and being in Christ completely changes our perspective on every aspect of our life. We now attach everything to Christ. We look at everything through the gospel lens of Jesus. So when we talk about our weight, we have to attach it to Christ. We have to understand, what does this mean? It means I'm not being a good steward of the body that God has blessed me with, and I need to change these things so that I can be here, so that I can do what God would have me do in the different arenas that He has placed me Right. So our weight loss is now attached to our spirituality and, and trying to understand and be good stewards. It's not about weight loss in and of itself. Our goal is to not be so attractive that everybody else thinks we're beautiful. That's vanity is not a goal. Being healthy is a good goal. Being healthy is a godly goal. Being able to do the things that God has called us to do <coughs> to the best, excuse me, to the best of our ability is the goal. And if that means you need to be healthier, then that's what that means. Being more spiritual in and of itself is silly unless that spirituality is attached to and through and for the gospel for Christ. So our perspective has to be rooted in our identity we have in Jesus. So whatever situation you find yourself in— Point it to, through, for, with, by, all the other prepositions you can think of, Christ. Point and attach your situation to Jesus, and He will navigate you through the situation for His glory first and foremost, and then for our good, is what the Scripture says. And so whatever you find yourself in, my goal today was to Just put inside your thought, maybe before I jump to the end of the road, maybe the first thing that I need to do today is change my perspective. That's all I need to do. Maybe I need to be more thankful and less focused on the negative. Maybe I need to just take that first step to do something. Maybe I need to just open the Bible and read for just a moment. Maybe it's pray for a moment. Maybe it's listen to sermons or to study doctrine or whatever it is. Maybe it's learn how to, how to cook to, to save money. Maybe it's be a better husband or a father, a better wife or a mother. Maybe it is to, uh, to, to, to do all these different things that you have your mind set on, Maybe the first thing you need to do. Maybe the first thing you need to do is how can I change my perspective and attach this to the gospel of Jesus Christ? Ultimately, live in my life solely deo gloria for the glory of God alone. How can I put my current situation and my current circumstances and where I am in life? How can I attach it to the gospel for God's glory, but for my good? Just start with that today. Let me hear from you, Facebook, all the things. Let me know if you, uh, you know, if you if you see that maybe a perspective change is the first step that you can make. Let's do that together as we try to live out our lives for the glory of God alone. We out.